0: good morning tri-states and wherever you may be listening on the new stock 1070 khmo app or maybe you're joining us on the on the mark facebook page for the facebook live just search on the mark khmo on facebook you'll find us there you can follow me on twitter on instagram at mark hespin m-a-r-k-h-e-s-p-e-n on the mark is brought to you by Cunis honda hyundai you gotta ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles cunis honda hyundai 221 north 36th street in quincy faith family giving back that's cunis honda hyundai tell them mark sent you welcome on into episode 106 of on the mark uh this is a gorgeous day in downtown hannibal the folk life festival is going on this is the busiest i have seen downtown hannibal as i've been broadcasting uh in in a long 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 time Cars, it's hard for me to find a parking space here near the studio at 3rd uh, and Center uh, as it's filling up for what will be a gorgeous weekend and will be a busy weekend here uh, in America's hometown. Uh, a lot to get to in episode 106 of On the Mark. I was just kind of talking with the Facebook Live audience before we get started here on the radio. Um, it's a little bit of a different show. As I mentioned to you last week, we are going to break down the NBA because the NBA kicks off in earnest on tuesday so what i want to do is obviously it's nfl nfl's king it's what pays the bills around here we all love it we all bet it we all watch it so we'll start with the nfl preview go through week six and then we will break down the nba uh east and west coast and then we will uh we'll jump into a couple little things to wrap up the show so let's get it going let's not waste any time has been headline number one you know the drill Week six NFL preview Hespin's headlines on the mark. I got to brag a little bit. I got to brag a little bit just to start the show last week. My lock of the week that hit Cowboys minus seven versus the Giants upset of the week that hit Lions plus 10 against Minnesota and my toss up last week of the Chargers minus two and a half against Cleveland. That was a crazy game. Uh, you think so I'm riding high right now and I feel really good about my picks this weekend. Uh let's just start really quickly. Thursday night football. The uh, Bucks take care of the Eagles 28-22. I think the thing that comes out of this game most uh, that I keep seeing most on Twitter and and most in the world of sports talk radio is everyone wanting to have a really strong opinion on Jalen Hurts. And I think it's really unfair to Jalen Hurts at this point in time to have a strong opinion on him because I think there's a couple things happening here. I think Jalen Hurts like most first, second and third year quarterbacks is still very raw. I think the problem with Jalen Hurts is facing right now is he has an immense amount of talent, especially in the red zone and the goal line. And what I love about Jalen Hurts is he's not afraid to take deep shots. He's got a little gunslinger mentality to him. I think where Jalen Hurts is being—it's uh, being hard to evaluate and hard for me to figure out—is that I think his coaching staff's doing him a massive disservice. They're throwing the ball way too much. They are making the game way too difficult for Jalen Hurts. What the Bears' game plan the last two weeks with Justin Fields has been, and they've been 2-0 in the last two weeks against the Lions and the Raiders, that's what I need to see the game plan from the Eagles be for Jalen Hurts. Just to give the kid a chance. Just to give him a smidgen of a chance to try and be successful. He needs uh, that confidence building. Because right now, you can tell, he'll roll out to the right and and he's like a lost puppy. Uh, But he's got a ton of talent. Jalen Hurts, I don't know if I if I want to sign my team to Jalen Hurts to a, a big contract right now. The great thing is you don't have to right now. He's very cheap, very affordable, and he's capable of winning games. I just wish the coaching staff would help him out a little bit more. Uh, but a great win by the Bucs. It was never even that close. 28-22, big day for Leonard Fournette. All right, let's jump into it. Sunday morning, Dolphins-Jaguars. Um, this game in London at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You know my feeling on that. Gorgeous stadium. Gorgeous stadium. It expects Tua Tungavailoa to be back for the Dolphins. I actually think it doesn't matter right now. I actually think the Jaguars are playing better football than the Dolphins right now. The Dolphins, uh, the only way they can win this game is if their defense plays like they did last year. If If the Dolphins' defense shows up like they were the 2020 Dolphins' defense, then they win this game pretty easily because that would be the best unit on the field of all four of the units, not including special teams. I have a feeling, though, uh, the Jaguars very loved in England. I When I was in England uh, in fall of 19 to watch the Bears play the Raiders, the one thing that I learned most from the fans in England, they love the Jaguars. They want the Jaguars there. A lot of local people would love the Jaguars to be there. So I think it's going to be a very pro Jaguars crowd. I think you're going to see some Trevor Lawrence jerseys. I think it's going to be a kind of a, like a warm welcome. Like, Hey, we'd welcome you with open arms type of feeling. And I, I, I do think that Jaguars are going to win one or two games this year. This could be one weird start in London. The dolphins are playing really bad. I'll take the Jags in an upset over the dolphins, Uh Packers bears. Let's jump right into it. Here's my thoughts. I. Uh, if, if I'm just looking at this game on paper, there's no reason why the Packers shouldn't win this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, already 1,200 passing yards, 10 touchdowns. He's been fantastic. Uh, the over-under is 44. I think Vegas is right. I think I'm predicting fairly low scoring because the Bears' offense, uh, while playing better, is still not scoring at a high level, and the Bears' defense is playing really good. I will say this, and I'll make my case for the Bears, and I'm actually picking the Bears to win this game. So let me lay it on out, because I know you're just going to say, Homer pick, Homer pick, Homer pick. It is in a lot of ways, but let me lay it out for you. Let me at least give you my thinking on this. The Bears defense is playing in an elite level right now, leading the NFL in sacks. Uh, Ability to get to the quarterback without blitzing. That is crucial against the best of the best in the league. How do you beat the Mahomeses, the Rodgers, the Russell Wilsons, the Bradys, the best quarterbacks in the league? You can get to them with your front four, and you don't have to bring pressure. The Bears are doing that at an absolute elite level right now. The Bears are very healthy on defense. You get Roquan Smith playing great. Danny Trevathan is back in the lineup with Alec Ogletree, so the linebackers are solid. Jalen Johnson, the second-year corner, I think he is a bigger corner who can match up at least fairly well with Devontae Adams. Probably the only guy in the league who could do that, you know, better than him would be a Jalen Ramsey type guy, even bigger and more physical um, and I, and I, so I think this is gonna be low scoring. If it's low scoring, I like the bears because they won't feel the pressure to throw the ball. The bears will not win this game with Justin Fields throwing for 120 yards like he did in the week, in the, uh, in the week five, win against the Raiders, he is going to have to pass the ball. They're going to have to get him, um, running the ball as well. I think you're going to see this, this third week now for bill Lazer and his offense, it's going to be a little bit more complex. There's going to be a little bit more passing of the football. I still think they're going to protect the, you know what, out of Justin Fields. I'll take the Bears to win a very low-scoring, wonky game, 17-13 at home against the Packers. I think this is the the Packers can maybe lay an egg offensively and the Bears hold them to a to low scoring. If it, if I'll put it this way. You'll know really quickly if the Packers are going to win this game. It'll be early. It'll be the Packers win the toss. They go down and have a 10-play drive. Uh, For, you know, it takes up six minutes. They carve up the Bears defense. The Bears can't get anything going with their pass rushers, and Aaron Rodgers looks good. That's going to, then it's a long day for the Bears. The Bears will probably get blown out 31 13 if it's something like that. If the Bears can win this game, which I predict him to do, it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be grind them out. Justin Fields makes big plays uh, in the passing game, uh, throws for over 200 yards, and no turnovers. Cannot turn the ball over against the Packers. Lions, Bengals. In Detroit, I like the Bengals get their first win of the year. You don't realize that Joe Burrow is playing really injured right now. The dude had to go to the hospital after last week because of a bruise in his throat. That's not great. Also, the Bengals are a really different team on the road versus home. They play really good at home. They're a lot like the Bears right now, the AFC Bears. They play really good at home. They're not as great on the road. I think the Lions, after that emotional Dan Campbell crying in Minnesota, are going to be able to get the Bengals here. I think the Lions get their first win of the season in a fairly low-scoring, weird game. Probably some turnovers, probably some chaos late like, because it's the Lions and the Bengals, but I'll take the Lions. Colts hosting the Texans. The Texans getting 10 points makes me want to take the Texans and the points, but I will stay away from that game. It is not on uh, my picks this week. I'll take the Colts to win this game just because they have Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz, uh, the story was Lamar Jackson of Monday Night Football, but Carson Wentz really played well. And if Carson Wentz can play like that at home against a divisional opponent, they should easily take care of the Texans. I don't know if they'll cover the 10. I highly doubt they will. I think this game will be somewhere around 24-17, closer than you think. Davis Mills showed a lot last week as well. Uh, I'll take the Colts to win, though, at home against the Texans. Just on the Mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO the KHMO app. Uh, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hesman. Going through week six of the NFL games here, uh, broadcasting live in America's hometown of Hannibal. Giants hosting the Rams. Don't overthink it. Rams are a better team. They have more to play for with the Cardinals staying undefeated. The Giants are all sorts of a mess. Even if Daniel Jones comes back, he hasn't practiced all week dealing with that bad concussion. No Saquon Barkley, it looks like. Rams, better team. Uh, They have more to play for, even though they're going all the way from L.A. to New York on an early game. It'll be closer. I don't know if the Rams will cover the eight, but the Rams will win this game. Chiefs at football team. The Chiefs are really desperate. The Chiefs need to play really well. Bad thing for the Chiefs is the Washington football team is also in that mode. They are at home, and their defense is... Uh, Could this be the week it rises to the occasion uh, when they know that Patrick Mahomes is in town? I don't think so. I think it's fairly low scoring. I don't know if the Chiefs cover the six and a half, but I think that's maybe because Washington gets a score too late. I'll take the Chiefs to win this game pretty easily. Mahomes will be on a mission to prove that he's not turnover prone. Look for Mahomes to have maybe two touchdowns passing, a touchdown rushing. No, uh, no mistakes. They're going to run the football a lot to try and ease Patrick Mahomes into this game to, to control the turnovers. I like the Chiefs to take care of the football team. Vikings at Panthers. This is a massive game for both teams. The Panthers have lost two in a row. The Vikings are two and three. They're under 500, underperforming. They have a really tough schedule coming on up. Kirk Cousins has been playing well. Sam Darnold has not been playing well the last two weeks. I think that flips on its head. I, If this game was in Minnesota, I'd take the Vikings. This game's in Carolina. I think these two teams are very close, very equal. So I'm going to take the Panthers uh, at home. I think that helps them outside, beautiful weather. I think Darnold turns it around against a Vikings defense that is not exactly creating a bunch of turnovers. I think this game will actually end up being fairly high scoring. The over unders 45 Look to take the over on this. I think it comes down to the wire. Something around 27-24. Panthers get the win at home. Ravens and the Chargers. Ravens and the Chargers. Again, the Chargers are involved in my toss-up of the week. They may be my toss-up team of the year at this point in time. First off, the schedule is brutal. And this is now a massive game for standing in the AFC. As the Ravens host the Chargers... If you were going to make me bet this game, I would just take Ravens' money line. I feel comfortable with the Ravens winning this game. A lot of people are high on the Chargers right now, and they should be. But remember, rookie head coach, young quarterback, a defense that is not great at stopping the run against the Ravens team that runs the ball better than anyone in NFL history, it seems like, with the streak they've been on. Uh, so I'll take the Ravens to win, but it's a toss-up, and I'm not touching it betting-wise because... I I just don't know. Justin Herbert's really hot right now. It wouldn't shock me if at, uh, you know, four o'clock on Sunday afternoon, the Chargers win this game pretty handily. Wouldn't shock me. In order for that to happen, I think that Lamar, you'd have to really get at Lamar, make him create a turnover or two. I don't necessarily see that happening. I think Lamar is playing at an otherworldly pace right now. Two great quarterbacks, two really good teams, two teams that should be playoff teams predicted at the beginning of the year. The Ravens march on to 5-1. and one. Uh, Chargers, tough loss, but in Baltimore, I, I, you're not going to fault them too hard for that. Cardinals at Browns. The thing to watch for in this game everyone keeps telling me, is that the weather could be a factor. Could be stormy, could be windy. I think that favors Cleveland as the running team, and I do think the Browns win at home. I think the Browns are a more physical team than the Cardinals. I love that the Cardinals just went out and added Hurts. I love that they're going for it. They smell blood in the water with San Francisco and now with Seattle. What was the toughest division before the year we predicted, the NFC West, it's no longer currently the toughest division because the injury quarterback in San Francisco and in Seattle. Cardinals smell blood. I still don't think they're as good as the Rams, even though they've beaten the Rams this year. I think the Cardinals get their first loss here in Cleveland. It's going to be a wild weather game. Wacky things can happen. I think the Browns are a little just more desperate right now, uh, especially coming off that weird loss against the Chargers. Broncos hosting the Raiders. I think this is one of those emotional, big up games for the Raiders, their new interim head coach, but I actually like the Broncos in this game. I can see the Raiders jumping out to an early 10-0 lead, Derek Carr's playing well, scripted plays early, but watch as the game goes on. I start. I think you're going to see the emotion of what happened to the Raiders wearing them. Carl Nassib took a, a day off this week. The Broncos' defense is, the I think, the best unit in this game. I I like that Teddy Bridgewater, he'll stay steady, Teddy. He won't turn the ball over. The Raiders' defense is poor against the run. The Broncos are going to want to run the ball. As the game goes on, I think he'll stay low-scoring. Broncos will win somewhere around 24-17 over the Raiders. Patriots, Cowboys, here we go. It is my upset of the week. The Patriots are getting three and a half points at home versus Dallas. I love the Pats to upset Dallas. I think... Either way, take the three and a half, because even if Dallas wins, I think it will be closer to be a field goal or less game. I think New England actually wins outright. Um, I'm actually going to bet New England money line, but for this purpose, as we do, upsets just the points. I'll take New England in the three and a half points at home against a Dallas team that everyone is in love with. They're all in love with it. Dallas is not going to run the table. This is a perfect track game. Uh, Dallas is on uh, on a high. Everyone loves them. Patriots, Patriots. Coming off of what was a weird week at uh, Houston, I think you see a tight Patriots team. Patriots defense locks it up, no mistakes from the Patriots uh, for the Patriots offense. You're not going to see uh, Diggs getting a bunch of interceptions off Mac Jones. I love the Patriots to upset the Cowboys. Seahawks, Steelers Sunday Night Football. This is my lock of the week. I know Geno Smith looked good for one drive. But this is a very good Steelers defense. It is a veteran quarterback in Big Ben. It is Sunday night football in Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh crowd is going to smell blood in the water. This game is going to get Pittsburgh back. Confidence going. They're going to get back to 300, uh, uh, 500, excuse me, at, at three and three. I love the Steelers minus five and a half to cover that against Seattle I think the Steelers could win big, 27-13 at home against Seattle. They cover the points. They get back on track. Seattle's season starts to spiral away. What does Seattle do good without Russell Wilson? I'll wait to see on Sunday night. Finally, Monday, Bills-Titans. This game was almost my toss-up of the week. The line is just too much in Buffalo's favor. Um, I'll take Buffalo to win I don't love them covering the five and a half. I think this is closer than you think. Emotional games. We talked about the beginning of the season for the Bills. This is an emotional stretch of games for them against big teams, uh, playoff teams, uh, you know, the Chiefs. Then they're at uh, Titans at, after coming off of the uh, the game against uh, the Chiefs. I think you can see them a little emotionally drained. I think Derrick Henry's in for a big day. I do think the Bills win, though. They get to 5-1 to keep pace with the the Ravens. But the Titans look good in a home loss against the class of the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, All right, that is my week one NFL preview to recap the picks. My lock of the week is the Steelers, minus 5.5 at home against Seattle. Uh, My upset of the week is the Patriots, plus 3.5. I can... Not believe they're getting three and a half points at home against Dallas. Love that line because I think the Patriots are going to win that game. Toss-up. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to avoid betting the Ravens versus the Chargers. I just don't feel confident enough uh, either way there. When we come back, let's dive into the world of the NBA. I will give you my predictions for what the NBA standings will look like at the end of the year as I lean into the crystal ball. You're listening on the mark. News Talk 1070, KJMO and the KJMO app broadcasting live here in America's hometown, Hannibal's. It's Folklife Festival weekend in Hannibal. It's uh, on the mark. News Talk 1070, K KJMO when you know oh. And the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to check them out at the dealership 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. They got a full lot of 2022s. They have an incredible used inventory when everyone else has got empty lots. Cunis doesn't because they're a part of a giant network of dealers. I'll tell you more about that later on in the show. Cunis Honda Hyundai. Join the Cunis family like I did. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai tell them Mark sent you all right let's get into it NBA predictions. so I want it on the board it's on the record we're recording we're on Facebook live we got all the multiple recordings here are my predictions for the NBA season uh, for 2021 2022 let's start with the Eastern Conference we'll take a break then we'll jump into the Western Conference as we broadcast live here in America's hometown of Hannibal all right NBA Eastern Conference. Let's start with the top. Go down. I like Milwaukee Bucks to win the Eastern Conference this year. They're the defending champs. I think they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder all year long. I think this is the type of uh, moment for Milwaukee where they understand um, home court advantage. They understand these games are meaningful, but I also think... They have a lot of teams that are a work in progress in the central division with Cleveland, with Orlando, and I don't uh, – seriously, with Cleveland, Detroit, uh, and with an Indiana team that I think it is, uh – would take us a little bit of a step back this year as well. I, and so I I really like them to beat up within their division. I think the Bulls are going to be a thorn, a thorn in their side, but I really don't think the Bulls have anyone to deal with Giannis, so I think they will win – majority of their game against the Bulls as well. When you can control your division like that, they're going to get everyone's best shot. I think they're very prepared for that. I also am fascinated to see what a championship does for a guy like Giannis. I mean, we saw what a championship did for LeBron when he first won one. It unleashed this whole next level of confidence. I think Giannis could have a little bit of that in him as well, uh, and so I'm absolutely fascinated to see where that goes for Giannis. I think it's be big. I'll take the Milwaukee Bucks to be the one seed in the East. Two seed, the Nets. I actually may be the only person in Sports Talk Radio who honestly thinks losing Kyrie Irving may be an actually a good thing for the Brooklyn Nets. I, I never loved the Kyrie James Harden KD fit. James Harden's a better point guard than Kyrie Irving. And I think James Harden and KD are in much more similar wavelengths than Kyrie. I think you should try to trade Kyrie, get whatever you can for him. I think call his bluff that he's not going to play. Let him go somewhere. Get get a player or two to give you some, uh, some backcourt depth. Uh, maybe a, maybe a little bit of front court help as well. Someone who's a little younger than Aldridge and, and Blake Griffin, and you roll with it. I think the Nets could be a great team this year with KD and, and James Harden. I think they're uh, poised to have a big year. Could win the East. I think though they're one of those teams that will protect their guys a little bit more during the uh, during the regular season. Uh, so I think they'll 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 lose some games that maybe you think they should win. That's why they'll get the two seed. Uh, the three seed in the East this year I predict to be the Atlanta Hawks. I know this is a lot. It's a big jump for Atlanta. Atlanta was the um, was the five seed last year, and they had a deep run. It made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I'll say this about Atlanta. I think they're a type of young team that can really build off this with Collins, Trey Young, Clint Capella, Lou Williams. I think everyone knows their role on that team, um, and they play a lot like the Warriors did before the Warriors won a championship. They're a lot of fun to watch. I think they're going to put up a bunch of threes this year. I think Trey Young is going to play with a ton of confidence. I think they're going to win some games in the regular season that they wouldn't necessarily then win in the playoffs. I don't think they have as good a playoff success as they did last year, but I do think they have better regular season success this year. They build off that. I'll take the Hawks to be the three seed. I think the 76ers are the team that takes a big step back in the regular season. They were the one seed last year by a game over the Nets. I think they fall down to the four seed this year. Listen, as long as Joel Embiid is healthy, they're going to win a bunch of regular season games because Joel Embiid is a matchup nightmare for a lot of people in the Eastern Conference. But I don't know if Joel Embiid could stay healthy. I don't know the relationship with Ben Simmons. I think there's some toxicity in that locker room. That's also going to play a factor in this. But they do have a lot of good players. Uh, I mean, they still have Curry. They still have uh, Tobias Harris. I love that they picked up Andre Drummond. He is the best light version of Joel Embiid and he can guaranteed stay healthy. I think if you have uh if you could still consistently run that Joel Embiid offense even without Joel Embiid and you can plug and play Andre Drummond, I think that's huge. Uh so I, I like them to take a step back because I just don't trust the health and I don't know what the 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 relationships will be in that locker room. They're still a very good team, though, because they still have a lot of good players. So I'll take the 76 to be the four seed. All right. I'm going for it. The Bulls. The Bulls are going to get the five seed in the East this year. Here's why I think that. First off, a their roster is now very, very good. They have more. They have more B guys than anyone in the NBA right now. Zach Levine is as close as you can get to a B plus A minus player in the NBA. He is the perfect B plus A minus player. Uh, you know if if um. If Bradley Beal's the perfect A-minus player, Zach Levine is the perfect B-plus player who could be on the trajectory to be an A-minus guy. Uh, He is an absolute bucket, and now he has enough guys around him, too, to get him the ball, but can also create their own shot. Levine and Vucevic are the all-stars on this team. Nikola Vucevic is one of the best big men in the Eastern Conference. Now, two-time All-Star, deservedly so. And he now plays again for the first time in his career with a full team of guys that can get him the ball and get their own shot as well. I think that makes Vuce a monster down low, rebounding, second-chance opportunities, and being on the block, being really creative. He is a, a Eastern Conference B version of Jokic. Uh, And I I love that for the Bulls. And then you had Lonzo Ball, who's been a lights-out shooter in preseason. It seems like he has so much fun getting the ball to Zach Lafine. I think you can see that they love that they could build something in the backcourt here. DeMar DeRozan, the crafty veteran, the guy who can get his shot. He's a walking 16-point guy in the NBA. The Bulls haven't had that in a long time. Out of their fourth-best player, DeMar DeRozan, that's a good team. Plus, you add in the young kid, Patrick Williams, who's only growing, becoming more of the Kawhi Leonard type, the lockdown defender, who's a spot-up three-point shooter and will get you gritty buckets who has no ego. You add in Alex Caruso off the bench with Kobe White. The second unit has a lot of athleticism, a lot of three-point shooting, and a lot of guys who are willing to play uh, big minutes uh, with the second team. This Bulls team is deep. This Bulls team is explosive. This Bulls team is athletic. This Bulls team has a head coach and Billy donovan who i think they will rally around i think this bulls team is just better defensively too because the length they've added and the fact that they have continuity positions everyone knows their role i think the bulls team is going to win a lot of games the regular season i think they're going to get up to the five seed their ceiling is the four seed depending on the health of philadelphia so i am putting them near the top of their ceiling this bulls team will make the playoffs this year Love my Bulls. Miami, I'll go 6th seed. Again, I like Miami a lot. They have a lot of good players. They have Butler, Adebayo. They added Kyle Lowry, Robinson. They add P.J. Tucker, Tyler Hero. I just was so high on Miami last year, and they disappointed me so much that I just don't know what to do with Miami this year. So I'll keep them around the 6th seed. That's around where they were last year, so I'll wait to see. They could prove me wrong and easily be a top 3 seed because they have a ton of talent. Celtics, I'll give the 7th seed. Again, the Celtics... I'm putting them where they were last year, the regular season. They finished seven. I'll keep them at seven. A ton of talent, but a new head coach. How does Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart build this thing now with a new head coach? They also have um, uh, 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 Fournier. uh, I mean, sorry. They also have uh, Dennis Schroeder and Al Horford coming on in. Uh, I think that adds them. But, again, it's a continuity thing. It's it's a – it's a new head coach. I just don't know, so I'll keep them at the seventh seed. They could surprise me and be a top-five seed as well, though. Uh, but they also could implode. They have a higher chance to implode than the Bulls do. I, I firmly believe that. That's why I have the Bulls higher than them. Uh, the Knicks, I'll give them the eighth seed, final seed in the East. I think they take a step back, not because they're worse, but because I think teams like Boston, teams like Chicago, uh, teams like Miami all got better. So I just don't know then where retroactively to put the Knicks. I also think the Knicks are based on winning tough. That's hard to do consistently year in, year out. Uh, but I think they make the playoffs. They have Kemba Walker, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, Evan Fournier, Derek Rose. They have good pieces. But man, oh man, oh man, I just don't think they could score with the Chicago. I don't think they could score with the Celtics, with the Miami, with the 76ers consistently to, for me to put them higher in the in the standings than them. Finally, teams that I really like, and it wouldn't shock me if they make the playoffs, uh, the only one in the, in the East I feel that way about is the Hornets. I, I think that the, you, the Hornets, obviously, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Hayward Bridges, Kelly Oubre Jr., I like their young pieces, I like LaMelo Ball, Uh, But but man, oh man, oh man, I just don't see them being a better all-around team than any of the teams I just named. Uh, So I'll put them 9, the Wizards 10. I like the Beal, Dimwitty, Kuzma. They could be feisty if there's a lot of injuries to some of the teams I have in the top 8. Watch for the veteran of Bradley Beal to sneak maybe his Washington Wizards team in there uh, to an 8 seed. But I give them in that play-in spot, the 9-10 spot. Pacers, it was hard for me to leave them out. I like Brogdon. I like Sabonis. I like Turner. LeVert, Karis LeVert. Problem is, new head coach, young guy. uh, I just don't see them staying healthy because Turner hasn't been healthy the past couple years. Raptors, I'll give the 12 seed. Siakam, Van Fleet, Drogic, OG Ananobi. I like Toronto, but I just don't like their talent. I like their coach. I like their culture. I just don't like their talent any more than the guys in the top eight. Uh, But Hornets, Wizards, Pacers, Raptors, they're hard for me to leave out. They're going to win a lot of games. They're not going to be bad teams, but man, I just don't see it talent-wise where they knock out any of the top eight in the East. Then finally, the bottom three, and I think it's very clear bottom three, uh, Cleveland, Detroit, Orlando, Orlando is the worst team of the East. They'll be the 15 Detroit. I think, I think highly more highly of them than I do. Orlando Cade Cunningham, Jeremiah Grant, Jeremiah Grant's a real player. Uh, Cade Cunningham, I think is going to be a, is going to be a bucket in this league. So I like Detroit, but Cleveland is better than Detroit and better than Orlando, but I don't see them in the Pacers, Raptors, Wizards, Hornets group just yet. The young guards, Garland and Sexton, Okoro, Mobley out of USC I like and then they have of course the big guy Jared Allen and some depth at size too with Larry Markkinen and Kevin Love they got a lot of pieces I just don't know how they all fit together that's your Eastern Conference Preview you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app when we come back we will do the Western Conference Preview as we keep moving as the NBA is about to kick off this week it's on the Mark live and local in America's hometown of Hannibal News Talk 1070 KHMO
1: Hello, I'm Mark Smith, Acting Director of the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. For months, Illinois children have been isolated at home without teachers, coaches, family, or other adults to see them. But that has changed as some sports practices have resumed, annual physicals are scheduled, and schools have welcomed back students. During these difficult times, if you're a teacher, school counselor, pediatrician, dentist, or child care provider, your interaction with children and their families is more important than ever. We share your commitment to protecting all of our Illinois children. If you suspect a child is being abused or neglected, we are here 24 hours a day to take your report online at Illinois.gov forward slash DCFS or by phone at 1-800-25-ABUSE. I'm Jamie Foxx, and I want to help you take control of something very important, your health. If you're 45 or older, you need to get yourself screened for colon cancer. This disease can be very treatable when caught early. So the sooner you know what's up with your health, the better. The good news is, is that there's options for getting screened that are easier than you think. Get informed. Hey, we're all busy and we think, when would we fit it in? Well, make the time. It just might mean more time with your family down the road. If you're a man or a woman, 45 or older, I'm talking to you. I've lost good friends, young friends to colon cancer. Don't make the mistake of waiting until you have symptoms or think that you have no risk because it doesn't run in your family. Everybody needs to be screened. So take control. Get screened for colon cancer, 45 or older. Learn how, standuptocancer.org slash colon cancer. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org employment.
0: Everyday. Today, in every way, we make the argument that the individual needs to be empowered. we got to get the government
1: off the backs of job creators. Let's start celebrating people that take risks. Weeknights at 6,
0: weekends at 5 on KHMO and KHMORadio.com. We're planning a trip to... Back today, with daytime highs approaching 63. Winds out of the northwest, 10 to 15 miles per hour. Clear skies and quiet again tonight. Lows around 41. High temperatures reach up to 71 tomorrow. Lots of sunshine outside. Dry with temperatures a bit above average. Monday and Tuesday, and highs in the low 70s. Right now, 46. Thanks. Welcome on back to On The Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app live and local in America's hometown a Hannibal Folklife Festival going on this weekend. On The Mark is brought to you by the incredible people at Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. I said earlier, I would tell you, uh, and it's absolutely true, the smartest decision I've made since moving to the uh, Tri-State area. Uh, two and a half years ago is joining the Kunis family. Uh, they take care of you. They find exactly what you need because they have a massive network of dealers. So stop by the store, 221 North 36th Street. If they can't find it on the lot, and they have a giant lot, they're the only full car lot in the whole of the tri-states. They can't find it on the lot. They have a huge, huge, huge website that... It has everything you need. CunisQuincy.com. That's how I found my truck. They brought it for me from their mama's store, headed the next day, test drive, bada bing, bada boom. You join the Cunis family. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, that's the Eastern Conference. Let's jump into the Western Conference, what I expect from the West. I will say the West is a little tricky because you have guys, three big guys, coming back from injury. And so you're trying to figure out teams that are be competitive, waiting for three huge pieces of their team to come back. When will they come back? What will they look like when they come back? Will their team still be competitive when they come back, if they come back at all? So let's um, jump into it. Here we go, Western Conference. I like the Phoenix Suns to stay as the one seed. The reason I like the Phoenix Suns to get to the one seed, excuse me, this year, Jazz were the one seed last year. Uh, They were in the finals, obviously. I think you're going to see a Phoenix team that's not let down. Like The the loss in the finals is more of a motivator than a letdown. They weren't supposed to be there last year. So I think they build on it big time. I think that they play in the regular season really competitive because they do have still so much youth. And a guy like Devin Booker is still trying to prove where he falls in the NBA. Is he a top-ten player? Is he not? It seems like some games he is, some games he isn't. I think Devin Booker's got a lot to prove. Chris Paul is there. Now they know he's there to build off that chemistry. Obviously, Aiden and Bridges, young guys, Crowder, the veteran, who uh, is great for regular season runs to help you win games. Uh, I like the Phoenix Suns to be the one seed. They're healthy, they're young, uh, and I think they're motivated going into the season. Uh, and I think they also understand home home court. Like They went through the playoffs last year, and having um, the Suns fans there for them, I think they understand how important that is. I'll take the Suns as the one seed. The Jazz, I think, are the two seed. The reason why I still think the Jazz will be the two seed and competitive for the one seed is because right now, they're healthy. They're a lot healthier than the Lakers, than the Nuggets, than the Warriors, than the Clippers. And they are a tough, tough out in the regular season. You don't want to face Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, veterans guys, Bogdanovich, who's a lightout shooter, Clarkson, who was a very deserving sixth man of the year, who'd be a starter on most teams in this league. They can score, they can defend, they got a great coach in Quinn Snyder. I take the Jazz as the two-seed back into the playoffs again for the Utah Jazz. Uh, I will move on to the three-seed. I actually think it's gonna be the Lakers this year. I think the Lakers will take the regular season a little bit more seriously. I think they're gonna have a full rested offseason. They, you know, they barely were in the playoffs. I think you're gonna see a rested AD, a healthy, motivated AD, a rested, healthy LeBron. A uh, Carmelo Anthony, who knows this is his best shot, stay motivated, kind of best shape as he can be going into the season. Russell Westbrook, a ton to prove. Russell Westbrook alone is just going to help you win some games in the regular season. LeBron can take a day off a little bit. Russ, go out there, the Energizer Bunny. They need Russ Westbrook less in the playoffs. They need him more for the regular season. This is a regular season edition of getting Russell Westbrook. So AD and LeBron don't have to carry the whole load. AD is brittle. LeBron is ancient. So I think you're going to see the Lakers be competitive for that one seed. An injury or two will slow them down during the year. But I think they'll go into the playoffs healthy and, I expect the Lakers to be a major player in the Western Conference uh playoffs this year. Three seed for the Lakers. Mavericks will take the four seed. I think it's uh, Mavericks improved to the four seed mainly because Luka continues to get better, but also injuries to other teams that they would be battling with. The Nuggets still don't know what Murray's timetable is coming off that torn ACL. And the Clippers Kawhi the same thing, had surgery on the ACL. When will Kawhi be back if at all this year? So that's going to help the Mavericks deal uh, get there, finally get into that top four seed and have a home playoff in the first round. I'll take the Mavericks in the four seed. I don't love that Luka, Porzingis, Hardaway Jr. Like that's still their core right now. They need to get Luka. I think some better running mates than that. But I think Luka will have a big year. Uh, I'm not going to go as far to do the MVP thing like we all did last year with Luka. I love watching him play. He's a top ten player in the NBA. I just I, I, I don't want to put that burden of expectation on him. Uh, four seed, I will go the Nuggets because we don't know when Murray's coming back, but I still get the Joker. I still get uh, Aaron Gordon. I still get Porter Jr. That is a lot to deal with in the front court. Uh, that is a lot to deal with. Playmakers, athleticism, the MVP, Jokic, uh, he's going to want to prove the MVP wasn't a fluke. I think you win a bunch of games just because of Jokic, uh, but not enough to get a home court, but I think they'll get the four, the five seed in the West. The Warriors. I'll give the six seed to when will clay be back? He's the other guys. You have Murray, you have a Ka- uh, Kawhi and you have clay. The three big guys who are coming off injuries for competitive teams that all believe they should be in the Western conference finals. When will they come back? So when does, when does clay come back? I'm not sure, but Curry, Green, Wiggins, Wiseman, all going into the season fairly healthy. I think the Warriors uh, will take the regular season a little more seriously. I think Steph's going to have a big regular season. I like the Warriors to be the sixth seed. And Clay will come back sooner rather than later. That will help the Warriors win a lot of games uh, post-Christmas in the NBA. Bla- uh, the Clippers, I'll give the seven seed to. I don't know when Klay's coming back. I think if Kawhi had it his way, he would sit out the whole season and maybe just try to make it back for the playoff run. If that's the case, I don't think the Clippers can win as many games as all the other teams I just mentioned. Obviously, they still have Reggie Jackson, Paul, George, uh, Bledsoe, Morris. They got a lot of talent. Uh, I, I like their coaches out with Ty Lue, but I think they're a seven seed at best without Kawhi. Uh, the Blazers, I'll give the eighth and final spot too, besides these play-in games, teams. Lillard, McCollum, uh, Covington, Nurkic. That's a really good core. I actually like the Zeller edition. Um, and I do like the the Natch Jr. edition, but this is still going to be a lot of Damian Lillard. Uh, I'll give them the A seed. Uh I, I think they'll 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 host those play-in games or whatever it is, uh, but I don't see them winning more games than any of the teams I put above them. Um the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, I'll give the nine seed too. Love John Morant. Love Jaron Jackson Jr. I love that they got Steven Adams because I think Steven Adams is kind of an enforcer that they needed versus Valanchunas that kind of just flopped Valanchunas for Adams. He's now Valanchunas in New Orleans. I think Steven Adams brings a lot to this Memphis team, a lot of physicality. I'll give Memphis the nine seed, Pelicans the 10 seed, to the final of the playoff teams in that playing game. Zion going into the season injured, that's not great, but it's a long season, full regular season. I think you'll have a healthy Zion for more games than not. That's a great thing for the Pelicans. Uh, You still have Ingram. Uh, The Valentinus thing, I think, works for New Orleans. He's not going to have to clog the lane. He can shoot the three, he can be on the outside more than Steven Adams can. You don't need a lane-clogger when you have Zion. You need Zion to have an open space in the lane. I think that helps the Pelicans this year, uh, the 10th seed for the Pelicans. I like the Kings in the 11th seed to be feisty for the playoffs, mainly because I love Darren Fox. They have Halliburton. He was fantastic as a rookie. Harrison Barnes, Bagley the third. More pressure coming off of him. Uh, can he get to be a, a fifteen and nine guy? I think this could be the year he makes a little bit of a jump. Uh, I'll take the Kings, of the eleven seed. The Spurs are the twelve seed. The only reason I don't have the, the I have the Spurs above the Timberwolves is because of Popovich. They got no one. They are relying on Dejounte Murray, and that's it. After that, the guys on that team, Kelvin Johnson, who I like. And he played some minutes for the Olympic team this year. Doug McDermott, Thaddeus Young, that's not enough talent in the Western Conference. That's not enough talent at all in the Western Conference to win enough games to be more than a 12 seed. I give them the 12 seed only because of Popovich. If they didn't have Popovich, this would be uh, a 14 or 15 seed. I'll give them the 12 seed because of that. Um, The Timberwolves, I will go 13. They have a ton of talent. They're the opposite of the Spurs. They have a ton of talent. I just don't know how it all melds because I've been waiting for the Timberwolves for years. You know the names. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, Pat Beverly. But I am not willing to put the Timberwolves above the Spurs, above the Kings, above the Pelicans, or above the Grizzlies till I see it happen. They could easily be above all those teams. They could easily be the ninth seed at the end of the year. Maybe even the eighth seed with how much talent they have. I'm not willing to predict that until I actually see it. Finally, we'll wrap up. I like the Rockets over the Thunder, mainly because Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, those are the real players. Uh, and 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 OKC's got Shea Gildress, Alexander, and Dort. So they're going to be terrible. Have, them and Orlando, two worst teams in the league easily. That is my Western Conference predictions. Uh, that is my Eastern Conference Predictions. If you made me choose right now in the NBA Finals, Bucks Lakers, that's what I'm taking. All right, when we come back, wrap it up the show. It's on the Mark News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. Punisanda is the youth. The nurses, the hospital and health system leaders. All we ask of you is to take three simple steps proven to stop the spread of COVID. Wear a cloth face mask, maintain social distance and wash your hands. Scientific evidence must shape our decisions, dictate our actions, and protect our health. We are not powerless. Together, we will defeat COVID. This has been a message from the American Hospital Association, the American Medical Association, and the American Nurses Association. We are Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Market News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are running out of time quickly. Those were three giant topics we just previewed every NFL game, and I gave you my picks for the Eastern and Western Conference. It's a lot, I know. Thank you so much for sticking with me through it, but i got to get those predictions out there. i got to get you uh, my thoughts on uh, where all those things line up in the my crazy brain about why I think the way I do as far as the NBA goes you know me I am an NFL guy one NBA two college football three uh that's that's the big that's the big three to me so I love the NBA so we're gonna be talking a lot of NBA once uh the season really gets going by late October early November all right um I want to mention John Gruden really quickly I do not believe John Gruden got canceled because of cancel culture. I, I just don't think that's that's the truth. John Gruden re- resigned because John Gruden knew he got caught. It's like anything else, any job that you do. If all of a sudden things, all the skeletons in your closet were exposed and you're in a position of leadership at any job that you do, how can you continue to keep doing your job if everyone knows your skeletons in your closet? And and for, and more so, the skeletons in his closet weren't like, "Oh, you had a DUI when you were 18." The skeletons in his closet were like, "I have the first openly gay NFL player on my team, and I'm saying, you know, insensitive things about homosexuals." So, what you know? Now, should John Gruden be upset that the skeletons in his closet got exposed? Sure. The only reason they're exposed because the Washington Football Team is a disaster, and the NFL saying that they didn't find anything else really, that's a that's a joke. They're hiding a ton. You could be mad at the NFL all you want, but don't go to cancel culture as the reason John Gruden got fired. It's just not true, and, and why he resigned because he resigned. That's what happened. Now, what, you know how it all worked in the behind the closed doors. John Gruden left a job because John Gruden, his skeletons got exposed. And his skeletons directly affected his ability to continue to do that job at the highest level. Because how can you have trust in your locker room and be a leader of men like that when you said the things you did about the groups of people you did? That's just a fact. I'm sorry if that hurts your narrative. I do believe more will come of these emails, even though the NFL is saying it's not. I do believe this is the tip of the iceberg. College football in the last minute here, I think there's two real games to keep an eye out for. Number 1 is going to be number 5, uh, sorry, number 12, 5-0 Oklahoma State versus number 25, Texas 4-2. Here's why. Oklahoma State has a real chance to to compete with Oklahoma uh, and to make some noise in the college football playoff. With a lot of these teams getting one loss, if you're an undefeated team in a Power 5, this could be your year. So can Oklahoma State avoid the upset against a very good Texas team? Uh, we'll see that to keep an eye on for and then finally number six uh, number 11 6-0 kentucky versus number one 6-0 georgia upset alert for georgia mainly how does georgia handle the pressure of being the number one team in the country could chaos ensue watch find out thank you so much for making me a part of your morning on the mark brought to you by uh, Cunis honda hyundai tell them mark sent you thank you so much
1: Cunis honda is the used car